Graham, I don't hate Tom Brady. Do you hate Tom Brady? Yeah, I hate Tom Brady. I definitely hate Tom Brady. You got a big dream board with like it's just got Tom Brady's head on it and arrows in it. Yeah. yeah. Because you're such a huge Bills fan, when was the last time you were this excited about a Buffalo Bills signal caller? I would say never. Never felt this optimistic at all. The future of the franchise is locked in. Let's talk Bills. I'm Eric, joined as always by Graham, but for today's episode, Graham is actually Sean, and I am actually Brandon. So, what's up, Sean? Let's get this draft going, Brandon. It's time to pick the uh, the newest members of our your favorite local hometown NFL franchise, the Buffalo Bills, and uh, we're going to rebuild this team, fill some holes, and take ourselves to the Super Bowl. But it starts right here. Wow. Okay. It sounded almost like a promotion from ESPN, but uh, hometown. Not so sure what you mean. I'm pretty sure I'm a North Carolina boy, aren't I? Uh, don't you live in Buffalo? Like me? Well, yeah. I, <laughs> I do now, but hometown. Okay, anyway, Sean, we're a little bit off the rails to begin with. But uh, I am I think I'm looking forward to the most calling players and telling them they have been drafted by the Bills and them saying, thanks a lot, Coach. I think this is the one time a year that I am mistaken most often for being an actual football coach, and that's great for me. I love that. Because sometimes it's, you know, it gets a little bit old being classified as a Poindexter front office kind of guy. I want that. I want the juice that comes with being a football football coach kind of guy. I thought we agreed I'd make the calls this year. You know, I'm the guy who has to develop the relationship with these guys. You're just in an office all the time anyway. You can, you can get on the phone with them after I've told them that they've been drafted by the Buffalo Bills. Because I do, I just need that moment of them mistaking me for being you and calling me coach. I need that. But all right. If you're that insecure, then uh, go ahead. Do whatever you got to do to make yourself feel good. And then I'll, you know, come in and handle my business. Calling me out on my insecurities. This, this bodes well for our relationship uh, heading into this very important draft. Yeah. I agree. So, obviously, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. What we're going to do is start this bad boy right up and see what we can do, see if we can maybe grab some of the dudes that were mentioned on that really awesome podcast earlier this week. Let's talk Bills. And, uh, yeah, I think they both the guys on there, especially that Eric guy, he sounds really attractive, by the way. Uh, but that Eric guy definitely had some great ideas for what we can do for our team. And let's see if we can, I don't know, make some of that happen in a real-time simulated draft. I agree. They made some good points. Let's go with what they said and pick our team based on them. <laughs> <laughs> that usually works out. So, oh my God, uh, the speed at which pl- players are being plucked off the board, even though we... Uh, uh, you know, thought that this was going to be a draft full of lots of odd decisions and, and people hemming and hawing at what uh, about what they're going to do. It seems people are just flying off the board. So we're already past the Raiders and on to the Falcons at number eight. Well, can uh, you so do far, something? Tell us who's being picked. What's happening over there? <laughs> That's what I'm going to get to. Uh, so I've slowed things down. We're considering a trade just to, uh, you know, 
make the clock stop for a second here for us, but <laughs> Bryce Young is first off the board to the Carolina Panthers. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting because it seems like the Panthers have been putting up some smoke screens then in that case, talking about, you know, oh, we like quarterbacks with a little bit more height and uh, Frank Reich, who is now in his first year with the Panthers, has only ever worked with tall quarterbacks. So Bryce Young at 5'10", 190 pounds, becomes the first overall draft pick. Um, then, right off the board after that, another quarterback, maybe not the one you expect, though, going to the Houston Texans. It is Anthony Richardson. Whoa, that is a surprise. Yeah, the athletic freak out of Florida. Uh, people have likened him to a combination between a uh, combination of Cam Newton and Josh Allen. So we'll see if the Houston Texans can, you know, get all the potential out of him that he shows. Will Anderson goes to the Arizona Cardinals who stick and pick after much uh, discussion about whether they would maybe trade down from the number three slot to one of these quarterback needy teams, but they pick the uh, in most cases consensus best edge rusher in the draft, Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. And then at number four, we have our third quarterback off the board to the Indianapolis Colts. I like this pick a lot for them. It is C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. So four picks and three quarterbacks off the board. And then at number five, the Seahawks pick Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech, the other best edge rusher in the class. And then at number six, the Detroit Lions. They take a little bit of a risk, I would say, in Jalen Carter. The standout interior defensive lineman out of Georgia. Interesting pick. Maybe Dan Campbell can, uh, you know, our, our good buddy Dan can uh, shape Jalen Carter into a Pro Bowl player. And then our fourth quarterback is off the board at number seven to the Raiders, who are looking to replace Derek Carr. It is Will Levis out of Kentucky. Four you said that's out. that's quarterback four. That is who took four. who took Stroud. Stroud went at pick four to the Colts. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. So four quarterbacks off the board, two edge rushers, uh, and a defensive tackle, right? right. Nothing yep, Nothing first. we didn't expect here. Um, I don't think there's any reason to pull the ripcord and make a trade. I think we're in pretty good shape. I like the quarterbacks are going. That's good. That's pushing you know, some of the skill positions that we want down to us. So uh, this is a... You know, maybe not exactly the teams we thought each of these guys would go to, but pretty much the players we expected to come off the board, other than maybe Anthony Richardson, who uh, some people think might be very raw and could go late in the first round instead. Sure. And I feel like the Falcons is where things get interesting just because the consensus top four quarterbacks are already off the board. So that kind of takes the decision out of their hands on whether to pick a quarterback or not. Um, And even though they have a lot of needs on defense and at wide receiver, I'm wondering if the Falcons are the the team that decides to buck the trend and draft a running back high because we know Arthur Smith from Tennessee loves his running back. So I wonder if Bajan Robinson ends up as a Falcon. Did they pick yet? I told them that I wanted to trade them, so they've been waiting, but I'll just tell them I don't want to trade and they'll. Okay, good. You know, just a little bit of gamesmanship. That's why we pay you the big bucks. 
Oh, and instead of picking a running back, the Falcons pick ends up being for the second year in a row a wide receiver, and they take our guy Jackson Smith and Jigba off the board at number eight. And right after the Bears basically sprinted to the podium to grab Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon, a really athletic cornerback prospect. But I'm a little bummed that Jackson Smith went so high. I'm not super surprised, but he was a guy that I think both you and I were pretty high on, right, Sean? Yeah, I'm concerned that that's the first receiver off the board this early because I'm afraid that might limit our options at 27. If one's already gone, you might see some of these other teams start capitalizing on the receivers that are left, and a little bit of run on receivers could be uh, coming up here. So that's not what I expected. Now's the time to maybe start having a discussion about where we draw the line when it comes to our receiver group. I don't think we need to trade up now, but Brandon, are you willing to trade up for a receiver if, say, um, Addison is still there in seven picks, eight picks? Um, that's a good question, Sean. No, I'm I'm not about that at this point. I would say maybe we see how things look around the twenties, but as of right now, I think that other teams have bigger fish to fry than wide receiver. I think we're still going to see a lot of uh, a lot of other cornerbacks and maybe some offensive linemen go off the board first. So to me, I don't think there's any rush to. Uh, jump into trade talks with any team to grab a guy like Jordan Ness. All right. I support that. Just wondered where you stood. Let's keep it going here. Who's on the board at eight? Uh, no. Eight was the Falcons. Nine was, were the oh, okay. Bears. We are at 10 and 10. Okay. We got a lot of teams that know exactly what they want. 10 is Peter Skoronsky from Northwestern, the sort of undersized offensive lineman. Very good player, but he's a little bit scary in terms of his dimensions. He could maybe kick into guard and be very good there, but I don't know if he's uh, NFL NFL body type at tackle. Then we have the Tennessee Titans, who people thought maybe would move up for a quarterback, but what they do instead is stick and pick for uh, Devin Witherspoon, who's that big cornerback out of Illinois. Very good player, very freakish athlete. And who did the Bears take? The Bears took Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback from Oregon. Okay. So Christian Gonzalez, first cornerback off the board, followed two picks later by the second cornerback off the board, Devin Witherspoon to the Titans. Then we have at 12 the Texans who are picking here again because of their trade with Cleveland, sending Deshaun Watson over to Cleveland. Texans pick Nolan Smith, the undersized but fast edge rusher out of Georgia. Does that surprise you, Sean? Yeah, I I didn't expect to see him go so soon, but um, I guess that's more good news for us. I think pushing players we want down into our area, so I'm happy with it. Sure. I I think I'm not exactly surprised because I think the Eagles are a bit maybe setting the trend of having undersized, super fast edge rushers. People kind of liken Nolan Smith to Hassan Reddick, who had a bang-out season in Philly this past year. Uh, Then, number 13, division rival New York Jets. 
Oh, they have been snake bitten at the offensive line position for years now, just like at the quarterback position. But they, uh, it is not for lack of trying because they have just drafted yet another first round offensive tackle. They pick Harris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State, making him, I believe, the second offensive lineman selected in this draft. Well, the Jets are putting together an offense that we're going to have to keep an eye out for. Um, but again, pushing some talent down to us. I was thinking we probably wouldn't go offensive line with our first pick if we could avoid it. So all good. I'm enjoying the way this is this is falling so far. So next up, we have the Patriots, Packers, uh, Commanders, and Steelers. I mean, like I said, I'm not really worried about considering moving up for anybody until maybe the Steelers or maybe the Lions second pick at 18 because I think if the dude is on the board at 18 we need to have a conversation about Bijan Robinson actually right now you want to talk about Bijan Robinson well not right now but like I said we're at we are at pick 14 I think once we get to the Lions second pick which is at 18 John Robinson is still around. Maybe we need to have that discussion. So I'm going to... You say so. We are at pick 18 now. And our division rivals have selected... The New England Patriots at 14 have selected Lucas Van Ness, the edge rusher out of Iowa. He is a body beautiful edge prospect. He never, I don't think, started a single game for the... Iowa Hawkeyes, but he was very productive in his limited role. Iowa has like some weird old school rules, and so he never actually started a game because he's an underclassman, but he's very, very productive, as I said, in a limited role, and he is extremely athletic, so that's kind of scary that the Patriots get a player like that, uh, that Bill Belichick can mold into maybe something scary. Then at 15, the Packers go offensive line. They select Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. And at pick 16, I guess that takes that discussion off the board because Bijan Robinson goes to the Commanders. Commanders, interesting move after taking Brian Robinson Jr., who they really seemed to like last year. Uh, suffered a gunshot wound and still came back and, and played really well. But Bijan Robinson, I guess our buddy Ron, Ron Rivera, wants to have a really star-studded running back room. Uh, and then finally, 17, this is an interesting pick, 17 Steelers' second first-round pick is Joey Porter Jr. That name sounds familiar, Graham. I mean, Sean. Sean. <laughs> because Joey Porter Jr. is the son of Joey Porter Sr., who also played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, ah, all right. Yeah. A little family connection there in Pittsburgh. Legacy move. Yeah. So, the Lions are on the clock, Sean. I'm not interested in trading up still. I don't think it's the right time. I, I, we haven't seen a wide receiver go off the board since Jackson went earlier, and I think we still have the luxury of being able to wait around and see what happens here with the Lions' second round or second pick in the first round. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, and I think there are a lot. Of, um, there are some tight ends who haven't gone yet. There are corners who are going to go. These are all positions we don't necessarily need, so... Things might be lining up for us to get a nice receiver there at the end of the draft, which is what I'm hoping for. I'm glad Robinson's gone because I did not want to trade up for a running back. Um, but 
so far things playing out well. Yeah. All right. Let's see how things go out in the next couple of picks. And the Dolphins. Don't forget the Dolphins. No, they don't have a pick. I know. That's what I was going to say. Our stupid idiot rivals. Yeah. The Dolphins have a fourth. And by the way, I'll add, the Patriots don't know how to draft, so I'm not at all worried about anyone they pick. They're going to just make a mess of whoever it is. So fine by me. That scary edge rusher. The Patriots... The Patriots don't know how to draft wide receivers, I would say. And then with all other positions, it's wildly hit or miss because Bill seems to love a young player one year and hate them. So it's always kind of a crapshoot. But at pick 18 to the Detroit Lions goes the second wide receiver off the board is Zay Flowers, who I'm pretty sure our buddy Eric spoke about as being uh, a little bit Antonio Brown-esque in terms of playing style. Yeah, I would have liked to have a guy like that on our roster. I know the Lions, they need a receiver now because I think Jamison Williams is being suspended for gambling, right? Isn't that the case? Yeah, we got to make sure, we have to make sure, Sean, that our guys are not placing bets in the Bills team facility. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It could be basketball, baseball. It could be, you know, women's field hockey from Iceland. But as long as they're making bets in the team facility, that is against league rules. It's totally stupid and idiotic. But uh, I guess Jameson Williams found that out the hard way. He's going to be suspended for six games, which means they're going to need, say, Flowers early on in his NFL career. All right. So don't love that pick for us, but there's still some pretty good options at wide receiver if that's what we decide to do. Sure. And so the next pick was the Buccaneers, who selected an edge rusher, Miles Murphy, out of Clemson. Uh Tampa Bay, I feel, has been burned by Clemson defensive linemen before, but that doesn't stop them from going back to that well. Uh, yeah, for them, I guess. The Seahawks then picked at 20. They got Kalijah Kansi. Oh. The Let's Talk Bills podcast spoke about in their last episode. Kalijah Kansi, the undersized interior defensive lineman out of Pittsburgh, goes to the Seahawks. Then Broderick Jones, the gigantic Offensive tackle out of Georgia goes to the Chargers at pick 21. So we're at pick 22. The Ravens are on the board. And uh, I, you know, five picks left to go. There's only been two wide receivers off the clock. I think in front of us, we got the Rins, Vikings, Jags, and Giants. I don't, I mean, the Giants. All of those. All those teams yeah. could pick a receiver. <laughs> they all could. Uh, the Jags yeah, the maybe Giants. least likely to, but I think I feel like the Giants. If this makes sense at all, I feel like the Giants are the only team that are going to pick receivers whose profile who profile similar to the ones we might be looking for. You know what I mean? But if you want to get ahead of them, when do you do it? I'm thinking the Jaguars at 24 could be a good option. Okay. But the only thing I'm thinking is, let's see what the Ravens and Vikings do first, and then we will call the Jaguars if there's a guy you know, the Ravens and Vikings haven't selected that we like, all right? All right, let's try it. I'm afraid we might lose our guy. <laughs> I'm afraid we might lose uh, the ability to pick before Jackson runs to the table, but let's see how it goes. All right, so we have Deontay Banks out of Maryland going to the uh, 
Baltimore Ravens cornerback, so they do not decide to bolster their wide receiver wide receiver room in the first round. Then Michael Mayer goes to the Minnesota Vikings, Notre Dame tight end. The Vikings have had good success in the past at that position from that prestigious, wonderful university. And so I guess they like the idea of having Michael Meyer in the building. Uh, so the Jaguars are on the clock. What do you think, Sean? I, I, you know, we have two wide receivers off the board. We only have two teams picking in front of us that could presumably take wide receiver, and those are the Giants and the Cowboys, I would say, because I do not see the Jaguars taking a wide receiver. I'm okay with letting the Giants take who they want at this point and keeping all of our draft capital so that we can take someone at 27. What do you think? I think ultimately that's probably the right move. We already don't have a ton of draft picks in this draft. And uh, going up would require probably forfeiting at least one more of those picks. So let's take our chances. I don't think we're going to get our boy Jordan Addison, but we'll see what happens. I'm hoping that the Giants take Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee and leave our boy Jordan Addison. He's not my favorite of the wide receiver prospects, but... I like him enough to take him at 27, so let's see how it goes. Okay, we have Emmanuel Forbes, the very light cornerback out of Mississippi State. I believe he weighed in at 166 pounds. He is now a Jacksonville Jaguar. Then the Giants, Sean, the Giants select the second tight end of the first Uh Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. Very, very athletic tight end prospect who's been uh, compared to Travis Kelsey by stuff. So that's good for them, I suppose. Good for us as well. Right. The first safety off the board to the Dallas Cowboys. It is Brian Branch out of Alabama. Versatile uh, safety. So we have our pick of the wide receiver position, basically. We have uh, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, Josh Downs out of North Carolina, which we haven't spoken a lot about. But I think it's pretty clear here that the best wide receiver prospect available is Jordan Addison. You happy with that, Sean? This would work out great. I think now is a good enough time to just discuss other options because there are other top players on the table. But wide receiver is the position of need that I was hoping to address right here. So who else is a top-rated prospect that is available for us to pick right here if we didn't want to go with receiver? Well, if your idea is to you know, bolster the offense, because I know you are super confident in your ability to craft together a dominant defense, right, Sean? So Yeah, give me whatever. I'll figure it out. Let's fix the offense. Your idea is offense, offense, offense. Help out our guy Ken Dorsey a little bit. Um, we have some offensive lineman prospects here. I did mention Quentin Johnston is still here at wide receiver, but if we didn't go at that position, we have uh, Osiris Torrance, who is our top-rated interior offensive lineman out of Florida. He is on the Board. So is the massive Dewan Jones out of Ohio State. I believe he's something in the realm of six foot eight inches, three hundred and eighty pounds. So he could basically be 
a planet for us at right tackle. Um, and then, you know, I think people have wanted us to select a running back, even though you and I both really like James Cook and what he was able to do at the end of last season. Jameer Gibbs is on the board. Very similar profile to James Cook, but imagine having two of those guys. Um, but if you wanted to have some help on defense, Mozzie Smith is available as well. He big interior defensive line. Yeah, I think that's the only only possibility that we should discuss here. I still am all about fixing the offense or adding to the offense rather. So my vote is Jordan Addison, but Mozzie Smith is an option here. All right. Well, you know what then, Sean? If Mozzie Smith is an option for you, I say you'd rather have Mozzie Smith than a starting receiver who could really change or help our offense in a huge way immediately. You know, Jordan Addison had a great season at Pitt a year ago. He it worried me a little bit that his production dipped with a much better quarterback at USC. And I don't know that there's a huge, huge difference between Jordan Addison and players with similar profiles that we can maybe get in the second round. The only thing that I'm thinking of is, like, if we don't select the defensive tackle, the body type that we want here, I don't know when we'll be able to again. It could be the fourth or fifth round until we find somebody similar. So, I don't know. It's tough. I don't like drafting defense again in the first round. I don't like that. But I understand that decision over any other defensive players still available. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm actually getting a text message from Terry. Terry can be here in person. Terry did just point out, though, the financials of everything, as he always does. Uh, and he said that having a fifth year on a wide receiver, which we would get with the first round selection, having a fifth year option on a wide receiver might be more valuable in the long run than having the fifth year of an interior defensive line. With Terry there, that seems like smart financial decision. All right, let's do it. Yes. Jordan Addison. Okay, so I think we can uh, speed things up here, right? The second round gets a little bit faster anyway. Sean, we are now at the start of the second round, and the Steelers have jumped right to the podium before anything else could be spoken about and selected the gigantic offensive tackle, DeLon Jones, out of Ohio State. So, DeLon Jones off the board. but Didn't expect him to still be there for us with our second round pick anyway. I didn't think so either. But, um, yeah, at the end of the first round, we had Will McDonald go uh, out of edge rusher out of Iowa State. We had Anton Harrison, who's an offensive tackle that not a lot of people have spoken about, out of Oklahoma, going to the Eagles, and then Osiris Torrance. That really good interior offensive lineman out of Florida went to the Chiefs. Damn it. If it isn't every year, Sean, that the Chiefs seem to get players that I like. Well, I'm sure they feel the same way about our pick. I bet they wanted our receiver, and we took him. Okay, so Dewan Jones, as I mentioned, just went off the clock at the top of round two. Is there anything do you feel 
now? Uh, any? How do you feel about maybe moving up in the second round? To yeah, I, like I think I'd be okay with that if, like, so is Mozzie still hanging around? Mozzie is still hanging around, yes. Because I'd love him. Um, also, love to get a, a linebacker. And it sounds like I don't remember any linebackers going off in the first round. Is that right? There was not a single linebacker that went in the first round. That is- so I maybe at this point would be okay with waiting to see if one or two linebackers goes. And then if Mozzie's gone and, you know, one or two of the top linebackers are gone, then either we change course or make a trade. But um, it seems likely that we could sit around and get a guy in the second round who we'd be happy with at one of those two positions. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's 26 picks. We're at pick 33 right now. Our next pick is 59. So there's 26 picks between us and our next pick. Why don't we kind of... But a lot of receivers still got to go. The second round is there's going to be a lot of receivers going. Still a lot of corners that haven't come off the board that I thought would... I, I don't know. I, I'm, I think we might be okay if we stand and wait. All right. Let's keep things going here a little bit and see uh, what happens about halfway between our pick to we pick next. So we are at pick 45 now. The Packers are on the clock. Uh, yeah, it looks like a couple of cornerbacks have gone off. Uh, a few at pick 40 to the New Orleans Saints. Our guy Mozzie Smith has gone uh. Yep. And okay. At pick 34 to those Arizona Cardinals, Drew Sanders out of Arkansas, the uh, big super athletic linebacker, has gone. And since that point, it's been one wide receiver, a couple edge rushers. Interestingly, the Jets select Hendon Hooker. So it looks mm-hmm. like they're hedging their bets on whether they can get Aaron Rodgers in town or not after the draft. But either way, if Aaron Rodgers is there for a couple of years, they look to, I suppose, develop Hendon Hooker behind. So a ton of receivers still available. Still got Jack Campbell available. Um, I'm not hating this. How many picks until we go again? We're at pick 45 now. We pick at 59, so 14. Mm, Okay. What do you think? I think that we can... I'm not concerned about wide receivers at all at this point. As you said, there's a ton of wide receivers still on the board, so I feel like teams are going to be looking at that position. I think we're good. Mozzie Smith was the guy that I wanted. I think he's the guy we both wanted, but he's no longer around, so I'm really fine with just sitting and waiting to see who's available at 59 at this point. So when we were talking about trading up, you really think the only reason we would do that is if a guy like Mozzie Smith was still there, we could have moved up to the top of the second round. Yeah, Yeah, okay. I'm glad we didn't, but I could see that as a possibility. The big thing, too, is just, you know, like you said earlier, at this point, our draft capital is so limited. I don't know if it makes much sense to go out of our way to trade up for a guy who we're not absolutely in love with. Yeah. All right. So let's keep this bad boy rolling and get to our pick. 
So the tight ends who you know weren't rolling off the board in the first round like some people had thought coming off here in the second, and we are at our pick. So between when we last spoke, there were two tight ends that came off the board. Darnell Washington to the Patriots, which is a little bit scary, that freak of nature in terms of how big and athletic he is from Georgia going to the New England Patriots. Hopefully he does not turn into a second coming of Rob Bukowski. Luke Musgrave, the tight end from Oregon State, goes to uh, the Lions. So two tight ends off the board. Josh Downs out of North Carolina goes to the Packers. Jack Campbell, Commanders, Brown, in our minds. Um, and Trent Simpson, linebacker we haven't spoken about a lot, but out of Clemson, kind of like a tweener safety linebacker. He goes to the Lions as well. So the Lions have good track. Oh, and the tight end just before us, Sam Laporta out of Iowa. He goes to the Dallas Cowboys to uh, replace Dalton Schultz, apparently. So we're on the clock, Sean. And basically at the top of the board that's left in my mind, well, we don't need a wide receiver, but I do like Cedric Tillman, the other wide receiver out of Tennessee. Uh, there's a cornerback here, Tyreek Stevenson, out of the University of Miami. Good little player there. And, uh, ooh, I like this guy, Zach Charbonnet. Have you heard of him? Of course I've heard of him. I know all about him, but you can uh, enlighten our listeners. Zach Charbonnet. Big dude. I think he goes something around 6'1", 240 or, or so, and he has been bulldozing defenses in the Pac-12 for UCLA Bruins. But, Sean, ooh, to me, at pick 59, we got a guy who our guy, Eric, from Let's Talk Bills, spoke a lot about. That's Antonio Johnson, the safety out of Texas A&M. I, was, I don't know what... Yeah, I was going to ask you if, if the safeties are still around, other than uh, what's his name? Brian. Oh, uh, he went right before us, right? The number one safety from Alabama. Yeah, Branch. Branch. Yep. So I would be for this. I know I love Micah. I love Jordan, but we're going to need help in the near future. I, I hope DeMar is ready to go this year. And, you know, maybe Christian Benford can become a good safety for us in the near future. But a lot of that is what ifs. And so it'd be good to get a guy in who could learn from those guys in their final year or in Micah's final year with us. Absolutely. And uh, there is a linebacker that was spoken about before on the Let's Talk Bills podcast, but it was from Graham saying he did not love this player. It's Dayon Henley out of Washington State. So he's available to us. But I think we're going to go with Eric's guy. I think we're going to go with Antonio Johnson and see what you can do with a new look Bills defense and see how you can uh, – maybe incorporate three safeties on the field at the same time. So that sounds good to you, Sean. Yeah, I'm for that. I think he can, you know, slot in at backup nickel when Taryn needs a break and uh, learn from the safeties. And I think he'll be useful this year. So that'll be a good piece to add to the defense. Say no more. He has been added. Say no more. All right. So we've got quite a long ways until our next pick, uh, 30 picks or so. until we pick at 91. Ah. You want to trade up? You want to think about trading up? No. Yeah, stick and pick. So I guess, you know, 20 picks. What's going on? How's life? Oh, you know, things are pretty good in the off season. Spending a lot of time with the family. Doing the things Sean McDermott does. Wrestling and studying. And what else do I do? 
Wow, wow, wow. Cool, cool, cool. Good thing that, uh, you know, time flies when you're bored because we are back on oh, the clock, okay. Sean. So we are back on the clock at 91. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of defensive backs available. I'm not interested at this point. I'm thinking maybe we can look at a running back. Ooh. I like the idea of drafting a running back here or a tight end, maybe a guy who, um, you know, can help round out our offense a little bit, add a different sort of skill set to some positions. I'm not about that defensive back life right now. There is a defensive or interior defensive lineman, Kobe Turner, who's also on the board. He's out of Wake Forest. Um, he's pretty, you know, he's got prototypical size and everything, but he's old as dirt. He's a sixth year senior. Um, and I don't know. I feel like we could do more to add to offense at this point. Well, ordinarily I'd agree with you. Um, a third round running back is something we've done in the past twice, and I feel like our running back room is in pretty good shape right now. So I personally think these middle rounds are where I would like to allocate some resources to help the defense a little bit. So if you say you've got a prototypical interior defensive lineman available, I would be for that. Okay. So Kobe Turner then, yeah? Um, like I said, he's a little bit older than you like in a, uh, in a rookie, and he played a lot of his career at Richmond, which I believe is a lower level of, of competition than at Wake Forest. Um, he was a reserve in his one season at Wake Forest, and although I say he does have prototypical size in terms of what we like, other teams would consider him perhaps to be a tad undersized at around six foot three, three hundred pounds. But if yeah, if you want to add to defense, that's that's fine with me. There is uh, another guy too, though, Moro Jomu, Jomi. Not quite sure how you say his name, uh, but he's a big guy out of Texas, and he is a younger interior uh, defensive lineman. Basically, same dimensions as um, Turner, Kobe Turner, but he, I don't know, younger, played at a higher level of competition, and that could also be a consideration. I agree with you at running back. Maybe we don't need to go back to that well so soon, but the only reason I bring it up is because I do like the guy who's available, Jay Spears, out of Tulane, and he was a beast for Tulane, the green wave, I think, um, this last year. And at tight end, there is Luke Shoemaker, the tight end out of Michigan, and he's supposed to be a good little player. So I don't know. What do you think? I think I lean towards defensive tackle or interior defensive line. And I like the sound of a, a younger guy from a Big 12 program as opposed, well, uh, as opposed to Wake Forest, I guess. They're SEC, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I like the, the Texas kid. Let's go defensive line if, if it's up to me. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, even though Big 12 doesn't have the best uh, <laughs> best reputation for defense at this point in time, uh, perhaps it's better than selecting an old reserve out of an ACC school. So, Moro Ajomu is the pick then, yeah? Love it. Let's 
let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Okay, so, wow, 40, 40 picks until we pick again. Uh, um, you said something about wrestling. How's that going? I like to wrestle. Uh, sometimes I just go down in the basement and wrestle. I did it a lot in college. Wait, like, who do you wrestle? Whoever I can find, you know, strangers, kids in the neighborhood, bring them in, wrestle. You know, we don't need to, we don't need to scrutinize my personal life, Brandon. What are you up to these days? Saved by the bell. So we're on the clock again, Sean. And yeah, uh, you're on the clock. So that's cool. Uh, Thank goodness. (laughs) We are... In round four now, and would you look at that? Old man Turner, Kobe Turner, is still on the board. Ooh. Well. Do you want to uh, double dip at the interior defensive line position, or you want to consider some other? It's not the worst idea. Um, Now would be a good time, though, if there are any linebacker prospects. I think it would be good to add to that position group a little bit. Um. At a certain point, I think it would be good to add another receiver or a running back if, if that's an option. And we haven't even touched offensive line yet, so those are, are some positions that I'm thinking about as well here. All good points, all good points. Uh, so in terms of linebackers available to us right now, we have Dorian Williams out of Tulane. Uh, he is a bit undersized, but he profiles as a, as a kind of good See an attack linebacker. Oh my God, though, Sean. Noah Sewell is on the board and he's lower than. I mean, I feel like we have him higher rated based on what our boy Eric said than than most teams. We could definitely, I would say, wait until our next pick, which is uh, just another seven picks, I guess, um, and probably get him there as well. But I do like me some Noah Sewell. So why don't we wait on linebacker, see if we can grab Noah in a few picks. And you had mentioned offensive lineman. Yeah. Okay. So Be happy to add to any position, center, guard, tackle, okay. any I was going to say, is it time that we start putting some pressure on, on our guy, uh, uh, Spencer Brown. I know we've been talking him up in the media and saying we're not worried about him, but are we worried? Uh, I would like to him, like for him to be a little bit further along in his progression than he is. I still think he's our starting tackle, but drafting a fourth round of tackle does not necessarily mean that Spencer Brown's um, not going to be our starter this year anyway. So I'd be okay adding a tackle here. I think that we could use some help at guard, and we need some center depth as well. So whoever the highest-rated offensive line prospect is here, I'd be interested in that. Yes, I think you and you and I, Sean, are, are similar in this. We could basically close our eyes and uh, land on. Who could even know? Can you even evaluate offensive line? Just pick a guy. I know, right? Right. That's what we've been doing for years, and it seems to. Who squats and pushes the best? Squat and push, boys. Right. Who's the best at it? And push. Yep. Uh, so we've got City So. City So. I am reading that correctly. I think uh, he is. Uh, out of Eastern Michigan, another guy, old as dirt, a lot of six-year seniors because of COVID years and stuff like that. He's going to be 25 by the time that the season begins. He is the top-rated interior offensive lineman left, followed closely by Andrew Voorhees. 
uh, out of USC, and uh, he is another sixth-year senior. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like either one of them is fine. Do you have any preferences? Otherwise, did you say they're interior offensive linemen? They are both guards. Uh, there is a center out of Michigan whose name I need to, uh, you know, go over a few times before I'm able to confidently say. Uh, but he's out of Michigan. He's big. He seems to be able to squat and push. Ooh, uh, like that. Olu Shagun. Olu Shagun. That's his first name, I guess. And he's a center? So, Olu he is a center. He is a center. He's a little bit undersized, actually. He's only like six two and a half, three hundred pounds. Uh, I guess that's not too undersized for a center. He seems fine too. I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess I like the idea of adding somebody who is more center focused. We don't really have anybody right now who is a center other than Mitch Morris. I know that Brian Bates can play that position pretty well, and we've got guys who can fill in, but. I think if, if we could add a center prospect who, again, could learn from our veteran at that spot, who we have a lot of confidence in now, that would be a lot of value added at this point. Okay. Olu, it is. Olu is going to be the pick here at 130. Love it. All right. So we got seven picks until we're back on the board. And at pick 137, just like I thought. <gasps> You know what? Noah Sewell was oh no Carolina fan. They always know exactly what we're gonna do. Those guys. You really got to cut your ties with Carolina, Brandon. It's killing us. Chop that pop pipeline. I need to stop having late night calls with the front office in Carolina. I need to tattoo that to my body like a memento, memento style. Anytime you feel the urge to reconnect with Carolina. Just come over and we'll wrestle for a bit. Get it out of your system. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's a, I really like to wrestle. Maybe tip you up on that sometime. Uh, well, damn it. Our guy Noah is gone. I really wish that we had that pick back. I wish that we had, you know, picked our guy Noah first and gone for one of the random interior offensive linemen later. We didn't even really... What were we thinking? Yeah, that was dumb. We're going to get crucified in the media for this one. Mr. Pagula is not going to be happy. But, you know, Dorian Williams is still on the board. Dorian Williams, a surprise, I would say, to see him on the board at this point because I think some would not have been surprised if he had gone in the third round. So Dorian Williams is uh, smaller but very fast. Uh, seek and destroy style linebacker. What do you think? I mean, no, we don't need right? that. We don't need any seek and destroy linebackers. We've got too many of those already. I know, but go if you must go running back here if you need to. Or um, how about that defensive tackle? He's still kicking around. We can add a second defensive tackle, but I don't think we need any more undersized linebackers. Oh. Kobe Turner is actually on the board at the top of the fifth. We almost selected him in the third, so I don't think we would be doing poorly if we selected him now. Want to go and, for it? Yeah, we have no interior defensive linemen under contract after next season, so what's the harm in drafting two of them? Let's do it. All right, Kobe Turner really chose me. 
Wow. So we have 60 picks until our very last selection at 205. Why don't you tell us what you've been up to this time? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably safer at this point. So I've been getting into bird watching lately. Oh, boy. Sometimes I like to just wake up with a nice steaming cup of coffee, look out my back window, just, you know, take in the natural beauty of Western New York. And, you know, there's a lot of birds that are just native to Western New York. Which yeah, name two. Two birds, Brandon. You're so into bird watching. What do you, what kind of birds do you like? Well, and don't name Robin, Blue Jay, or Cardinal. No, Robin, get out of here with that. That's peasant talk. So I've really gotten into the polluted woodpecker, which is you know big time in the Great Lakes area, and I'm a huge fan of the black-capped chickadee. So all oh, right. I don't know if you were. I don't know if you were asking me because, like, you didn't believe that I was getting into bird watching. But the joke's on you because I'm very much into bird watching now. Well, all right, you must yeah. be telling the truth. Anything else, Sean, that you want to try to you know expose me as a as a imposter for? Have you ever heard of a dark-eyed junco? A dark-eyed junco. A dark-eyed yeah. junco. That sounds like uh, it's a bird. Oh, you're talking about the New World Sparrow. I just know it as a New World Sparrow. Sorry. Yeah, the dark-eyed junco, of course. Well, you really know your stuff, Brandon. Yeah, you know. Come at me. Okay, so we are back on the board now. Uh, And I think... Good timing because things are getting a little heated there. Sorry about that, buddy. (laughs) Oh, boy, we have some fun. So, uh, we are here in the sixth round with our final pick, and I don't know, man. At this point, six-round picks, it just feels like we're throwing something at the board. Can we sell these for, like, a new dryer at the facility? (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Okay, well, you know what, though? The 49ers would like to have a conversation with you because with the final pick last year in the NFL draft, they grabbed a quarterback who uh, got them all the way to the NFC Championship game. So, I don't know. Maybe we need to uh, take this a little more seriously, Sean. Okay? All right. Fine. You want to draft a quarterback? Uh, no. no. Uh, I'm thinking running back at this point, but really, like, I, you know, you can't – it's never a bad thing to walk away from the draft with – a running back, a cornerback, or a wide receiver. We already got a wide receiver. Uh, don't know how you feel about a cornerback, uh, but there is a running back on the board here who probably could have gone a little bit earlier. It's Keaton Mitchell out of East Carolina. I don't know if you've heard much about Keaton. Uh, as long as he's a different style of runner from what we already have in James Cook, I think we need a guy who's a little bigger body, who can block a little bit more reliably. If that's what we've got, then I am for it. Oh, Oh. okay. Uh, Well, then maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Keaton's like 5'7", 190. Oh, no, we don't need another one of those. I'm also up for adding to the secondary. If there are corners at this spot, we've had some luck with late-round corners. Christian Benford, Dane Jackson... If we can do something like that again, that will be okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could get... Hmm, I'm looking here. We could get the big-bodied Anthony Johnson. That's what they call him, big-body Anthony Johnson. He's out of Virginia, and he's another sixth-year senior, but he plays a cornerback position 
at six foot one, almost six two, two hundred and five pounds. Now he's not as explosive as you typically like to see in a cornerback, but he's currently the top rated cornerback still available. Well, the thing I like about that is a bigger body might mean he's an easier translation to the safety position if that's something we need to do down the road so gives us some options if he's got a good brain and he can you know read coverage well we can use him early on as a big bodied run stuffer run stuffing corner and blitzer and you know we can find ways to utilize a guy like that so i think that's my my vote at this point okay so you're not interested in any other position uh, because I'm looking here, one more guy that could be the pick is a guy named Lonnie Phelps, who is a edge rusher. Always good to add talent on the edge. So yeah. if, if it's a guy with tremendous upside, then I could be talked into edge rusher. The thing I like about Lonnie is he's out of Kansas. He's a productive uh edge rusher in terms of being able to pressure the quarterback because of his speed. He's smaller, kind of like the Hassan Reddick mold of uh, edge rushers. He's six foot two, 244 pounds, which I believe is almost right on par with um, Hassan Reddick. And he ran a four five five, which is pretty fast for uh, uh, you know, edge rusher. Okay. I'm all for that. I, I don't know if Vaughn's going to be ready to go at the beginning of the season and uh, at least we didn't draft an edge rusher in the first round again, so our fans will be happy by that, or first two rounds. So um, it's always good to add youth there. I'm I'm in favor of going with that or corner here. All right. So I'm, I'm going to say Lonnie Phelps then, because as much as I like the idea of having a guy that could potentially kick uh, over to safety, I think Anthony Johnson could maybe uh, – also end up as being a priority for the agent size. Oh, okay. Let's go with Lonnie Phelps. All right. So, at the end of our draft, Sean, we have had... Hold on one second. We've had uh, five selections, I believe, right? We stayed with our original... Nope, we've had six selections. We stayed with our original picks. We did not trade up or down at any point during this draft. And we were able to walk away with Jordan Addison in round one, Antonio Johnson, safety out of Texas A&M in round two, uh, Moro Ajomu uh, out of Texas, the defensive tackle out of Texas in round three. We went to Michigan to grab Olu, uh, the center, in round four. And did not get a high grade for that, actually. They're kind of killing us online about uh, uh, over or about reaches, but in the fourth. Yeah, we should have taken our linebacker there. That was a. I mean, we'll, we'll never admit we made a mistake to the public, we'll but we will I go think- to the, our graves saying that it was the plan all along. Because you know what? They're giving us a ton of credit for getting Kobe Turner, our second interior defensive lineman in the draft, at pick 137 in the fifth round. They're giving us an A-plus on that. All right. Yeah. And in round six, we grabbed our guy, Lonnie Phelps. Got an Amos overall draft grade, B-plus. All right. I mean, not that we care about the opinions of anyone other than our own, but... No, not that we care, but it, it, it's nice. I like to read them. <laughs> we don't care, but we'll pour over these for weeks. Yeah, you know, like sometimes when I can't sleep, I'm just like, 
you know, grab my tablet and start scrolling through what people are saying about me sometimes. Not that I care, but it's just like... No, not that we care. We don't it's care. nice to be, you know, I love to be loved and I hate to be hated. Fair. I think we came out of the draft with a, a receiver who, that was a big goal. We needed that. And then, um, you know, we were able to add depth at other positions that need help. So I think all in all, a decent draft for us. Getting Jordan Addison was key, and that's the difference maker. That makes this a good draft because our offense is better right now. Yeah, I, I do think that we're going to have to take a look at the linebacker position and see if we can add somebody to free agency out of anybody who's left or maybe even find a, uh, a veteran linebacker who's not really being valued by his current team. If we can find a, a optimal trade there because we both like you know Terrell Bernard last year, but he didn't really do much for us on the field and without Tremaine Edmonds. I don't know if we can totally, it would be totally fair to expect AJ Klein to jump into his position and keep things going at the same level. So I am a little bit, I wouldn't say worried that we got out of the draft without a single linebacker. Again, it would have been nice to have that pick back and grab Noah when we had the chance, but uh, what are you going to do? Hey, at least our hole is not on offense. You're going to come out of the draft with a hole somewhere. It can't be on offense. So we managed to avoid that. Very, very true. All right, Sean. Anything else to uh, talk about here? No, I think we're all set. It's been a pleasure. And uh, ready to get this offseason started and get into some some offseason training. Hopefully we can get all of our members of our team, every single member of the roster, to show up to voluntary off-season workouts now that we've got a roster to work with. It's a, it's a bit concerning that Stefan Diggs has not shown up for uh, you know the off-season program here yet thus far, but I'm sure he'll come around. He'll I wasn't trying to name names, but yes, it'd be good if he could make it in. Come on, Steph. We need you, buddy. We got you some help at the receiver position. This is our year. Show up and uh, let's bring one home for Buffalo. I'm really looking forward, Sean, to uh, listening to the Let's Talk Bills podcast and finding out what they have to say after the draft about the class that we were able to uh, put together. Me too. Love it. Okay. I'm sure you can expect to hear them sometime after the draft. Until then, go Bills. Go Bills.